At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Welcome into the Nuts. I'm Mike Palm, and he's Amal Shaw. Well, we had three games in the NBA last night, Amal. Uh, which of the three games was the most compelling storyline to you? For me, I thought the Lakers came away with a win, but they didn't look great. Well, you know, I appreciate, first of all, that you asked me a question, then you answer it yourself. But anyway, uh, to me, it was really the Portland game. They're making a push. What are you upset about? I'm not upset. I just <laughs> It's going to be a long 57 minutes. <laughs> you got that right. Um, I'll tell you what. How are, are you allowing Denver to shoot the ball as well as they did at home, excuse me, on the road against this team? End of the first quarter we saw last night, Denver goes 7 for 10 from the three-point arc for 21 points and then 15 for 25 from the floor. Just a horrendous job defensively, I thought, by Portland in this one. And that's why they come up short 120 to 115. And then how about the no blockout on Nikolai Jokic on the second free throw, down by three, got a chance to grab the basketball. But no, that's okay. We're going to allow him to get the rebound and put it back in. The only thing I'm disappointed about in betting yesterday is that I didn't play this game over. I talked to you about it yesterday. I thought it over. The series is trending over, over, over. Uh, just like the Clippers and, and Mavs series is as well. And it could have been an easy play for me to play, and I didn't. Uh, interesting that uh, Denver reclaims home court advantage in this series now, and it'll be see how these odds will adjust, right? Portland favored as the sixth seed over the three seed. They win the first game. Now Denver wins two in a row, and they're back on serve. Yeah, absolutely right. And I, t- I tell you what, 
I think it's going to be an interesting game here in four. I'm looking towards Portland in that matchup. I want to go quickly to the Lakers game. I didn't give it in the plays yesterday, but I ended up playing the Lakers on the money line. Didn't 275? The yeah, and, you know, Mike, to me, this Lakers team is just appreciably better than Phoenix, and we saw it last night at home. I thought getting game two really just tilted the entire series. I thought that was so important. Like, most teams, like, the Clippers down 0-2, it's not the same had the Suns been up 2-0, mentally it would have been a huge advantage for them. I think they're uh, in serious trouble here going forward. I agree with you as well. You said before Game 3 that you thought that the Heat would get a game. You didn't think it would be a sweep. Yeah. Uh, have you changed your mind after watching the game last night? Uh, you know, I didn't really watch that game because mm-hmm. it was over about five minutes. In. By, the t- yeah, by the time I looked up the scoreboard, I said, this thing is over. And um, really no contest. Now, so many times in these situations, you either see a team say, look, if I'm the Miami Heat, I'm losing Game 4. What, what are we doing? We're going back to Milwaukee for what? To go get drilled in game number five? Let me just stay down in South Florida. I don't want to get on a plane fly to Milwaukee for two and a half hours. I'm comfortable there. Let's just get out the season over with. It's not really warm enough to enjoy Lake Michigan yet, so I, I, I agree it's with never, you. <laughs> it's never warm enough in the state of Wisconsin, okay? Never. Uh, Summerfest there later in the summer. Wisconsin's fun in the summer. You get into I, August. Listen. Listen, Chicago's the best. I know it's in Illinois. Thank yeah. you very much. But anyway, the point is that part of the country, Memorial Day, Labor Day, great time of the year, amazing people. But to me, I'll take the heat in South Florida every day. You, you made a big bet. Everybody knows on the Clippers in yeah. game two. It didn't work out. Now that series goes back to Dallas, your former hometown, uh, where you, you lived and reported on sports for over a decade. When you look at this game tonight, we talk about must wins. Obviously, the Clippers need this game tonight. They've got to make adjustments. Um well, God is a strong word when you have Ty Lue as your head coach. Open to two-point favorites. It's up to two and a half. We're seeing a little bit of money on the Clippers. You have an interest in the side here tonight. Yeah, I like mm. the Clippers in this one. I think they're going to cover this game. I like the. I took it at two, Mike, and I think this line will get to two, uh, obviously to three. It's at two and a half right now. So for me, this is one if you're going to play, you better jump on quickly. You know, another smart play here. Again, money line is not a bad play if you like it, especially at two and a half. Once we start to continuously increase, I think you look at the money line. By the way, I expect the Clippers to get an inordinate number of calls in this game. I don't understand the total here. I mean, we saw, what are we, 145 points in the first half of the last game, 250 total. Um, and this number comes back to 19 and a half. You're going to see from me a rare two-unit NBA play tonight on this total over them all. And here's why. I think the Clippers have to shoot better from three. They're the most efficient three-point team in the league this year. They haven't shot well, and I don't know what their answer is to Doncic, honestly. So I don't think that they're going to be able to absolutely shut down Dallas after the first game, Dallas having their way in L.A. I hear everything you're making the point, and you make a strong case. I mean, this game going over the 219.5 today by almost 30 points last time by a total of 248. However, the Mavericks have shot, I think, 47% or better in the two games from the three-point arc. If the Clippers can limit that, then I think they've got a great chance. If they don't, I think the Mavericks roll in this game. Mavericks were not a great team at home this year. Correct. Hovered That's around 500 yes. all year. Does that go into your handicapping for this game, or is the playoffs a different animal? No, playoffs a different animal. And also remember, there's going to be game uh, fans in the game uh, or at the, at the stadium or arena, rather. So that should, should change it slightly. Yeah, I agree with you. I think the playoffs are a completely different animal, Amal, but I still like the Clippers in this one. This is the Nuts. Mike Palm here with Amal Shaw discussing NBA playoffs. We're going to have JVT, VEASAN's senior NBA analyst, join us uh, just in about 40 minutes to talk about tonight's games as well as look ahead to the weekend. JVT, obviously you and he had a debate. Um, You liked the Knicks in this series. He liked the Hawks. It's 1-1. I think we all thought it would probably be 1-1 after the first two games of the series. And I also want to ask him about what has been the most surprising thing in the playoffs for him. His pick, obviously, was the Clippers. Is he most surprised by the Clippers, or is there another series he's got his eye on? 
The odds for finals MVP have come out uh, from DraftKings last night, and I thought this was pretty interesting. I wanted to talk about it on today's show because really it's down to two things, right? Who do you think is going to make the finals, and then who do you think is, is playing in best form to take advantage of being a, a finals MVP? It's not an overall playoff MVP. It's a finals MVP. So let's take a look at the odds here. Are you at all surprised LeBron James is the favorite to be the finals MVP at 7-2 to two just because of the form he's had since coming back from the injury? Uh, not really, because when you look at certain teams, you know who's going to carry the load for them, and it's going to be LeBron. I will say this, though. I think Anthony Davis at 18-1 to 1 is a great bet. I mean, if the Lakers get there, which I expect them to do, he's got a great shot to win this thing. It really comes down to which teams you think are going to get there. I'll tell you, Mike, for a long time, I always thought the finals MVP was like the Conn Smythe in hockey. It was the entirety of the entire body of work. And then when we realized when, when Andre Iguodala, I was like, wait a minute. I thought for years it was always about who was the final in terms of the postseason as an entirety. So, um, you know, to me, I, I think a couple of the outside shots of how about Harden at eight to one? Not really that much of an outside shot. And then um, Anthony Davis at 18 to one. Kawhi Leonard also at 22 to one. The reason why Kawhi makes sense is this. Let's be real here. Uh, Paul George is not going to be carrying the mail over four out of seven games. And if the Clippers are going to make a push against the Mavericks in the rest of the postseason, and you believe in the Clippers, why would you bet them at seven to one? You can get Kawhi at twenty-two to one because well, you got to get to the finals anyway. Well, that's right. This is a bet on the Clippers, twenty-two yeah. to one on the Clippers. Exactly. <laughs> I thought that stood out to me more than anything. And then you, what you said, Anthony Davis, stood out to me because I think if the Lakers make it, and right now they're they're obviously they're a huge favorite to win the series against Phoenix, and still favored to win the West. Uh, he will have a better chance than LeBron. If you look at this, I mean, it's 5-1 to one on LeBron. Five, LeBron has a five times better chance the way the odds set up. I think an interesting thing to do here, to you know, and, and this is still profitable for you if you hit it, is to kind of hedge your bets on the two teams you think are going to come out of each side. I would go Embiid, Harden, Davis, and Leonard here and make four bets. Embiid, I like. Harden, Harden, Davis, and Leonard. I like all four of those bets. Yeah, I really don't see any of the ones that... Your, your only thing is if... if the Nets get there and win it, and Durant has a big series. That could happen. That's fine. But yeah. to, to me, the the real – look, the standalone on this one, I, I like your four plays. I think mm-hmm. they're outstanding. The real standalone is Kawhi Leonard, okay, because the Clippers are not dead at 7-1 to one to win the West. When you look at this team, if they – look, these odds are going to drop precipitously tomorrow if the uh, Clippers win the game tonight. He's probably going to be 14-1 <laughs> to one come tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I think you've got to play Kawhi Leonard right now. Championship odds at 18-1. to one. You know what's always interesting to me? is how these championship odds and some of these odds don't correlate with some of these other prop bets. Who, who are some of these math guys you guys hire? <laughs> well, this, who's, who's us? This isn't Circa's odds. I mean, oh, okay, yeah. fair enough. I, I've seen some. Some of yours who's, are similar. Who's us? Nah, we're pretty sharp. Well, it's like, I, you I, know, I, when I, people always say, who are they? Who's they you speak of? Yeah, Bernie Horowitz. There's a famous <laughs> yeah. Bernie Horowitz was the they. Uh, let's talk about Giannis. Five to one's awful short. But do you think the Bucks they've looked impressive no. against the Heat or the path is still too hard? Hey, slow down, okay? okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they played I, well. I'm the one that talks slow. You're the one that talks fast. You don't need to tell <laughs> well, me I to have slow a lot down. to say. That's why I speak very quickly. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, you look at this Milwaukee team. They're beating up on the Heat. Uh, to me, it's let's not get uh, overly excited because they've taken care of the business against the Miami Heat. Let's see what they do when they face off against Brooklyn and then potentially Philadelphia. Still a long way to go. Uh, Dante DiVincenzo out now, according to Sham Sharania. So that's a big blow. He's a guy that averages about 10 points a game for that, that team, 27 minutes a game. Uh, could have a little bit of an impact. Does not shoot the ball particularly well, only about 42% from the floor. So it should be interesting to see how this impacts the Bucks going forward. He's a rotation player for them. So far in the East, it's really hold serve, right? The yeah. top three of holdings have held serve. 
uh, and split in the 4-5 matchup with the Knicks and the Hawks is what we've pretty much expected. There's really been nothing nothing out of the norm there. So you're, it's, it's a formful East so far. I want to ask you about this game coming up tomorrow with the 76ers when they travel to play the Wizards because I was looking at putting it in the playbook. 76ers uh, where I was looking four-and-a-half-point road favorite tomorrow. Uh, you know, to me, this is one where you got to be concerned about Russell Westbrook's health. Remember, he mm-hmm. went out. Uh, and by the way, just quick uh, little anecdote. Six the, up to six now at DraftKings. These knuckleheads. I <clears> love <throat> the fact that the NBA is banning these types of fans that, mm-hmm. you know, we saw the person right. spitting on Trey Young and then this one with Russell Westbrook. About time these things started to occur. Uh, with this game, I don't want to lay six on the road. Critical game for the Wizards if they make any kind of push. I really believe that Russell Westbrook and uh, Bradley Beal believe that they can beat Philadelphia. I don't think that'll happen. I think Philly wins this game in a tight, hard-fought game. Mike, I'm telling you, this to me is a first-half bet, uh, first bet on um, Washington for me. I plus, like getting plus three, 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 three and, and a half. half. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I think the Sixers sweep this series, so I, I didn't play it. Uh, I don't know if the four and a half is still going to be available. That was the number I was looking at late last night. But uh, I, I six, I'm not interested in laying. Maybe I put it in a money line parlay tomorrow with the Sixers. Sixers at two minus two fifty. Maybe with uh, maybe with the Man City draw, no bet. I, I don't think Chelsea's draw. winning in regulation. We'll get into that later. Okay, but yeah, I'm just I'm, I'm looking at it. I'm looking at it. I, 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 I'm not convinced the Sixers win this game. Yeah. I'm just a little bit worried about Russell Westbrook's health. If we know he's going to be okay completely, then he's a go, and it's good to go, then fine. But that, that's the only question mark. I think they're going to play competitive basketball. I think you get a few favorable calls at home. I like them to be able to compete. I don't know if they win this one. I don't want to lay the money line here with the 76ers. All right, let's talk about tonight's matchup. Knicks-Hawks, we'll get into this with JVT later as well. Uh, series split. Knicks rallied from a 13-point halftime deficit in Game 2, and now the scene shifts to Atlanta for Game number 3. Were you surprised a bit that the Hawks came back this big of a favorite four, four and a half? I am, but also mm-hmm. at the same time, based on the previous line, I'm not. Because remember, they were two getting two in New York, so you figure about a six to se- six and a half, seven point adjustment for the home team. So really, no surprise here in this one. Now you look at the Clippers series; it was only about a four point adjustment. So in this one, we see a little bit more of an adjustment. But again, zero and one really don't mean as much. So I think that's why you're seeing this number sit where it's at. I think if it's at five, you look at the Knicks. But I think Atlanta finds a way to win Game Three at home. Would you bet the Knicks in the series and Atlanta in this game? Not a bad play at all. I right? actually, yeah, I actually think Hawks win Game Three. I think the Knicks win Game Four. That's mm-hmm. my personal feeling on it. However, when you look at this one, the Hawks were really dominant for two and a half quarters in that game. Knicks really made a push late third into the fourth. Total two eleven continues to be a low total in this series. Any interest in playing the total here? No, I think uh, the fact that the Hawks are at home, they might play a little bit better offensively. It could be a bit of a challenge. Remember that uh, game two got to, excuse me, game one got to 212 and game two only to 193, uh, appreciably under this 211 total that you're projecting right now. So I'm not going to get involved in this total. I like the sides more in the postseason. I think there's some better opportunities there. All right, let's shift to the Nets and Celtics. Nets win the first two games in Brooklyn. Now we travel to Boston for game number four. Three Nets are seven and zero, seven and zero against the spread in their last seven road games heading into the playoffs, and under four and one in the Nets' last five road games. Seven and a half point favorite, big chalk here tonight in Boston. Uh, Two twenty-seven and a half, a high total. It, it is a high total, mm-hmm. but again, remember this series so far split in terms of high and low scoring. Uh, I, I lean towards the Celtics getting the points here. What I don't understand, Mike, is remember when these two teams played in uh, Brooklyn the other night? It was nine and a half. Now you're only giving me a two-point adjustment on the road? I thought this would be six. 
I, I thought, yeah, I thought it'd actually be probably five. Yeah. I like the Celtics here plus seven and a half. Too many points in this one. Take a chance with Boston at home. Not saying they're going to win this basketball game, but I think they covered. I think Brooklyn ekes out a tight win. On the converse side of it, the Nets playing unders on the road. Boston playing overs at home. Six and zero. Oh, their last six games at home to the over. But of course, that's regular season. This is, as we said, a different animal in the playoffs. I'm going to stay away from the total. I'd lean over here. Um, but that total is pretty high, so I'm going to stay away from it. Any interest, as you've said, in that first, like a first half play with the Wizards, getting uh, three, three and a half, and taking four with Boston in the first half here? Yeah, I look towards <laughs> that because I think they're going to be competitive throughout tonight. I think this is one where you take a look at them getting the points, and if you like the Nets to win the game, I think you'll get some in-game opportunities. I talked about it with Portland yesterday, right? They were down at halftime. Opportunity to be able to take them. Similar situation, I think, is going to materialize between this matchup. So just something to pay attention to in this one. Let's preview some of the other Saturday matchups. We talked about Clippers-Mavs already. Uh, you like the Clippers laying two and a half tonight. Get it before the number goes to three. Let's talk about Bucks and Heat tomorrow. The Bucks with a chance to sweep, possibly get a little bit of rest before a series with the Nets if Boston can get one of these two games at home. Game four goes off at 1.30 Eastern time. It's the early game here in the West. 10.30, we see the Bucks installed as a five-point road favorite, a total of 221.5 a mile. Yeah, this is one where I'm going to completely stay away from. I would expect Miami to try and compete, but if they don't, I think they get their doors blown off. If you like Miami catching five in this one, it's not a bad number. I would also take a look at the money line at plus 160. However, if you like Milwaukee, I think you should be uh, um, laying the five here in this one. If, I think the Bucks uh, should, if they're going to win, they're going to win pretty comfortably. It depends on the effort by the Heat. The price in this series, so the adjusted series price, minus ten thousand. So it's a hundred to one on the bucks. Is that a square play to lay a hundred to one? Well, here's the problem: why the math okay. doesn't justify it. You okay. can lay the bucks at minus one ninety in this game. Mm-hmm. Well, they were what? What was the game line? And uh, Jacob, if you could throw up, if you have the uh, graphic for game one or two, the money line was probably about three, three and a half dollars. Three sixty, I think. Three, I think it was three sixty. Okay, so to me. You're just better off laying the money line in every game. In all four remaining. games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, th- this is what offends me with sports books. Do they actually think every client is a moron? I mean, seriously, you put up a minus 10,000. When I can lay minus 190 in game four, I can lay minus $4 in game five. I, can, I mean, at that point, you're laying, let's say you're laying minus 800 because you're trying to get your original bet back, right? You have minus $2 here. Mm-hmm. I mean, in essence, I, I just don't get that, why they sit there and, and put some of these up minus 10,000. Why don't you give me a realistic number? Yeah. So two, two, four, four, two, four. Yeah, you get to get swept. Okay. Um, By the way, this is not the NHL where four teams have come back. It is not. That's correct. It yeah. is not. All right. Let's talk about the second game tomorrow that goes off at four Eastern, one o'clock uh, here in the Pacific Time Zone and locally where the game will be played in Portland. Very key game number four. The Blazers really need to get back back two two level in this series. We saw the Nuggets take a two one series lead last night. Four-point favorite again for the Blazers. You said in game three you thought it would be two, two and a half, and you'd like to lay it. You stayed away because it was four. Comes back the same number, four, 227 and a half. Still too high of a number. I'll take the money line here, though. The 175. The Blazers need the game. Season uh, is going to virtually be on the line because then you got to go to Denver and win two out of three, which is going to be a tough task. Denver just has to win one out of three games the remainder of the series. I like Portland here to win this game. I'm not thrilled about laying the four here, but I expect Portland to come out fast in this one. I like Portland first half on Saturday in this one. Well, I think the total again. I think I'm going to play it again. I just I think this this series is going to play in the 230s and the 240s. I see no reason why not. Both stars are getting their way on the offensive end, you know, between Jokic and uh, and Lillard. 
And uh, and then we see at the end, you know, at the end of that game yesterday, there's there a tremendous number of points at the end as, as Portland was hitting the threes uh, and then putting Denver on the line to try to come back in it. So now I'm, I'm going to not make the same mistake as I did last night. I'll take an overplay here tomorrow, 227. Same number comes back again. And uh, we talked about 76ers, Wizards at 7 Eastern, 4 Pacific. The final game uh, of the four tomorrow, Jazz Grizzlies, Game 3, series shifts to Memphis. 9.30 p.m. Eastern time starts, 6.30 here in the West. Jazz a five-point favorite on the road. This series squared one game apiece, them all in a total of 224. Yeah, this is one where uh, I'm looking at the Jazz here. I think they're the more complete basketball team. And sometimes when you have a team like Memphis that goes on the road and steals a game, it actually is a wake-up call for a team like Utah. I expect them to give an effort that we saw against uh, Memphis in the Second game, I think it'll be something similar here. Jazz did allow them to creep back into this basketball game, uh, getting outscored by 14 points in the third quarter. I don't think we see something like that again this time around. I expect to see Utah win this game, and I like them to cover here. I'm interested in that uh, and your take on this because Memphis was a team like Charlotte that you liked getting points at home yeah. this year during the regular season. Different story here with Utah having lost game one. I, I think if they're in a dogfight in this game, it's going to tell you this series is going to be a lot more challenging than they probably anticipated it being. Uh, five is not a bad number from a Memphis perspective. This is a regular season game, Mike. I would take uh, Memphis all day. I'm a little bit concerned that I, I just don't know if Utah is going to squander. Remember, they had a 20-point lead at the break in game number two. Utah uh, lets uh, Memphis get into it. They cut it down, I think, six at the end of the third mm-hmm. quarter. I don't think we'll see something like that again here. If you're Quinn Snyder's team, you got to be focused and ready to go. I want to ask you about a couple series prices in the West if you think there's some angle to play right. here. Let's stay with this same Jazz Grizzly. Right now, tied 1-1. The Jazz, a 670 favorite for the series. You can get back 460 with the Grizzlies. Too high of a price, even though I think the Jazz are going to win. I don't want to have to be right on this one 70% of the time. I mean, you know, seven times out of one time I'm wrong, so I'm going to stay away from that one. 2-7. Lakers now up 2-1. They're 835. I thought this number might even be higher with them when t- them taking the series lead uh, and maintaining home court advantage after their victory in Game 2. Get back $5 with the Suns. Yeah, I'll tell you this. If somewhere allows you to parlay mm-hmm. uh, the series prices, some places do, mm-hmm. do that. With the Jazz and the Lakers, you probably get it down to about four and change. It's not a bad play. I think both of them are going to win the series. Uh, the one thing with the Lakers, Mike, the, the boat was missed. It was after Game 1. That's yeah. when you had to bet the Lakers. There was an overreaction. Uh, it was one game. And we, we knew what would happen, especially, remember, we also had some question marks about Chris Paul's health as well. Uh, Nuggets, Blazers, if you'd like the Blazers before the series, I mean, we're on serve, right? The yeah. home court is where it it's should exactly. be. It's 2-1. Two, two, yeah. Instead of laying the 140 that you had to lay before the series, you get the Blazers plus 160 here. This is a series where if you're, if you're really a sophisticated better, you've, you've got plus numbers on both sides. Denver loses <laughs> game number one. You come back with them on a plus price. Now you've got the Blazers at a plus price. You're walking out with a profit. Uh, I'm not thrilled about taking the Blazers at plus 160. I don't know if they've got an answer for Jokic inside. I think he's just too big and too strong for them physically, so that's where the problem lies. Go to the next one, Mike, because this is one I like. All right, Clippers, you can get plus 225. Yeah, I still like the Clippers at 225. I know the Mavericks have played well, but can they continue to sizzle from beyond the arc at this rate? I mean, Mike, I think better than 47% for both games, uh, over 50% in game number two. You're going to have to shoot at that clip, and I understand it's a five-game stretch. It's going to be tough for L.A., but here's the thing. If they get game number three... All of a sudden, Game 4 becomes huge. We've got Game 7 right here in Las Vegas tonight. Wild VGK, Amal, myself, our producer Jacob, will be on the glass for Game 7 with Derek Stevens, with Darren Banks, and with Mitch Moss. Coming up next, we're going to tell you who wins Game 7. Is it VGK, or do the Wild pull the upset?
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah, like check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, hey, <laughs> hey stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot? Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but. All right. So what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome back into the nighttime, Mike Palm. He's the Malshaw. Game seven tonight, VGK and Wild. This has been a very interesting series going back and forth. VGK's had two chances to clinch, hasn't been able to do it, including not being able to get it done here at T-Mobile in game five. Game seven tonight, six o'clock Pacific time. If I was making a real, my number on this game, I'm all, I cannot make VGK more than $1.30 or $1.35. You knew the price would come back inflated up to $1.80 now. You can get back 155 with the Wild. For us, we're not going to bet the Wild and then go sit on the glass for Game 7. But for our viewers who won't be there, they certainly could. What's the play in this game for you? Uh, I like the under. Mm. It's a Game game 7. Doesn't make a difference. Uh, Listen, I I think this game, you're going to have one side that either gets shut out or only gets a single goal. I think we're going to see a 2-1, 3-1 type of final here. 
I, I think this is going to be a tough one to be able to get teams to score. You're not going to see too many penalties called, few power play opportunities. That really creates opportunities to score. Here's the other thing, Mike. I think both teams in certain situations, especially if somebody gets a lead and going into the third period, you're not going to take too many odd man rushes. The entire goal is going to be to clear the puck, stay back defensively, don't allow any opportunities for a fast break situation. I thought Tampa, when they got the two goal lead heading into the third period at Florida, was perfect. They weren't looking to score at all. They were making quick changes, yep, that's dumping exactly the puck. Do. And then when they got the two-on-ones, when Florida was taking chances late, they scored and then the empty net. But That's exactly. That's why I played that game under, because I know John Cooper's smart. He needs, he wants to clean. He doesn't want to go back game seven. You know, those words have never been uttered in the state of Ohio. Yeah, exactly. Not in Columbus. Okay, <laughs> yeah, not, exactly. not, in Col- not in Columbus. But he didn't want to go back to the rat bin for game seven. You know, I mean, well, they, they, they got the two-goal lead. They're not giving up chances. By the way, you mentioned that. I'm a huge John Cooper, Tampa Bay Lightning head coach fan. He's done a tremendous job. And how come nobody's talking about this team, Mike? I mean, everyone talks about, we've talked about Carolina. We talk about the Bruins. We talk about the Colorado Avalanche, VGK. But Tampa quietly goes through a rough series, high-scoring series. They make the defensive adjustments in game six, get the clean sheet against uh, the Florida Panthers. They've done a tremendous job here. And I think if you're VGK, you want to employ some sort of style like that defensively if you get a lead. And same thing for the Minnesota Wild. I think this Wild team with Cam Talbot has been terrific. They get the shutout the last game. Tight game. We've seen two of these games really come down to one play here or there. Game number one and game number six came down to a goal in the third period or overtime. That was the difference. I want to take a look at uh, two of the series that we already know the the, uh, the matchups for. And you talked about Tampa Bay. They're the defending cup champions. They've had an elite team for about, what, since 2014-15? Cooper's had great teams down there. So really for six, seven years, yes. they've been one of the top three teams in the league every, every year. Every year, yes. They're not getting talked about much. Now they face off with Carolina. I'm glad I said on my guys in the desert, Maddie said, how would you play this game yesterday, Carolina and, and Nashville? I said, I'd bet it go to overtime. Both games, they went to overtime 3-3, and, and again, it went to overtime 3-3. When you said Matty, I'm thinking your son, who's like five years old. I didn't think he was asking no. about this. Matty Humans from Follow the Money. Uh, now, listen, I think this price is about right. Carolina, Carolina won the division, but we're seeing Tampa installed as a 135 favorite for the series. Get back 115 on Carolina. Your thoughts? Uh, to me, I think the Lightning should be the favorite. I think uh, Carolina, we saw, look, they're a great team. And Brendan Moore's done a tremendous job. But there's a talent dif- discrepancy between Tampa and Carolina for me. And uh, as well as Najaklovic has played, I thought your point was valid. You made yesterday or the day before. You've got to look at Morazic. I-, I don't understand why. I mean, they were fortunate. It- you know what this – if you watched the third period last night between the Panthers uh, – excuse me, the uh, Hurricanes and the Predators, it felt like the Game 7 uh, uh, Rangers and Vancouver third period. I mean, it was so intense. I was like – you just saw uh, Nashville just trying to play defense and hold on for dear life. They held on for about 14 minutes, and then the uh, Hurricanes tied it up, and I was like, they're going to be done after that point in time. Yeah. I, I just I think Tampa's the better team. They're healthier. Kucherov's in there. Stamkos's in there. And you cannot give up power play opportunities against Tampa. Yeah, I think Kucherov being back makes all the difference. I was shocked by this series price in the East. Islanders-Bruin, it's the four versus the three, so Boston now gets the home ice for this. I made this series Boston 185. I couldn't believe it's come back 230, 250 in some places. You can get plus two dollars on the Rangers for the series with William Hill. Yeah, I love the bet on the. Yeah. I mean the, the Islanders. Islanders. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, to me, I love this bet here. Uh, I think they've got a great chance. Now, look, you can make the argument Lee has been out for the Islanders. He's still going to be out. That hurts them. 
But overall, I think they've got a great chance with the way they defend. I know Boston defends well. And by the way, Mike, I know to me this line of five and a half in the first number is terrible. No, no it should I, be a five. I told Matty, Matt Humans yesterday, um, and Aaron Renning on uh, on my guys. This series has to be all fives. Yes. If you can find a five and a half, I bet it under every game. I'm with <laughs> you. And here's the other thing: first period total one and a half. I would make it a one. I think this is going to be a series where it is going. To, look, go back to the trade deadline. And look how well Boston has played defensively. They shut down a better offensive team in the Washington Capitals than the New York Islanders are going to present. This Islanders team could be in trouble offensively, but the same thing can apply to the Bergeron line as well. Coming up in the playbook, you'll see I have an under one and a half in the first period. Amal was all out yesterday. No plays after the big comeback on Wednesday. We'll see if he has some plays for the weekend for us when we come back on the Nuts. NHL and NBA playoffs are here, and our experts are covering every angle to find the betting edge. VSIN hockey expert Andy McNeil is tracking all the NHL action, and our senior NBA analyst Jonathan Von Tobel has all the hoops insights. Amal Jonathan's going to join us just in about 10 minutes via Skype to talk about tonight's action and uh, series prices in the NBA. Our experts in the entire VSIN team give you all the tools to make the most of every bet on the playoffs, including odds and analysis for every game on VSIN.com. And the best part of all of them all, the daily members only best bet email. I, every time you say that, I'm waiting for a black jacket to come in. Members only. Oh, yeah, members exactly. only. Exactly. North Face. <laughs> now is the time to cash in on the playoffs. Sign up for your 10-day free trial. That's a free trial for 10 days at vcin.com slash subscribe. Amal, you took the night off last night after your all-New York uh, two-teamer came in on Wednesday. I suspect you'll have some plays for us this weekend. Yeah, I got two plays. Uh, one, look, I'm going to be concentrating on the French Open, so there was really not much going on until Sunday night going into Monday morning here in Las Vegas. Rafael Nadal, I talked about this last week. He was at 130. Now he's at minus 140 to win the French Open. I think this will be his second time with a five-peat and 14th overall. I think he wins the French Open. The other great thing, Mike, is there's going to be an opportunity down the line when he gets to the semis uh, to be able to get off of him. By the way, Rafa's record, at Roland Garros, 100 wins versus two losses. Think about that for a second. Talk about domination. Tell us about the two losses. Yeah, Robin Soderling uh, in 2009 got him. And then, of course, Roger Federer won the uh, French Open final that year. And then, of course, Novak Djokovic in 2015 beat Rafa in four sets. And then he lost to um, Stan Wawrinka in the final. So if you beat Rafa, you're probably not winning the tournament. That's what it looks like. Other than that, <laughs> Rafa's going to be able to win it. So... I like him there. And then tonight, Mike, going to the association, coming back with the Clippers here, minus two on the road at the American Airlines Center in Dallas. I like the L.A. Clippers here. I think they bounce back and get this win, and they hold Dallas below 40% from the three-point arc. Okay, I have a, a full playbook for the week, and let's start out with the three two-unit plays. I like this game. First of all, the Marlins don't score any runs. They're, all their totals are seven, usually, when they, especially when they play at home. Kid Potitas pitched well in two starts, 2-0. and oh. Uh, has 13 and a third innings, is an ERA right around one. Let's see if he can translate that on the road against Martin Perez for the Red Sox. I went first five under four and a half at even money here tonight at Fenway. I said I have a rare two-unit NBA play. I like this Mavericks-Clippers game over 219 and a half. Clippers have got to shoot better from three. They were the best three-point shooting team in terms of percentage in the league this year. 
didn't shoot well at home in Staples the first two games, uh, especially Kawhi and Paul George. I think they get better tonight, and I don't know where they're going to find an answer. They're, maybe they have to put Kawhi uh, on Luka for more minutes, but Luka's had his way so far. I think this game flies over. And then in the Champions Final tomorrow in Istanbul, Man City and Chelsea, I don't see Chelsea winning this game. I mean, I think the best case scenario for them is to try to force a 0-0 draw and get to kicks. Uh, so I'm going to take Man City. You could lay 115 on the three-way. That would mean they'd have to win in 90 minutes. I'm going to take the draw, no bet, uh, meaning that if it's a draw after 90 minutes, it's a push, uh, and you're laying 280 that they win this match. That, that, uh, that's, a, that's a good bet. Yeah. I don't think Chelsea wins, but I think right. that's a really ha- good bet. Chelsea here. must win in 90 minutes yes, for me to exactly. lose this bet. Uh, all right, now the one-unit plays. I have a parlay. No goal in the first five minutes of the VGK Wild game tonight. That's 245. I'm parlaying that with Ryu. They're at Cleveland facing a pitcher making his first start. I'll take Rayu minus 170, first five. If you want to play him for the full game and get a better, better price at 155, I don't want to deal with this Jays uh, bullpen. I'm going to take a shot with Lamette, Denilson Lamette, at Houston tonight playing the Astros. First five minus 105. Guy's got great stuff through four, as we've seen. Coming back from an injury this year, I still think when all's said and done, it might not be this year. It, it may not be next year, but in two years, he's going to be the ace of that Padre staff. Les Darvish has a long, long career there. Anthony Desclafani has been great for the Giants. Walker Bueller's been great for the Dodgers. I'm surprised this isn't a three and a half here yeah. at Chavez Ravine at night. Um, I'll take it. Found four. Uh, uh, minus 110, first five. I'm with you. Worst case scenario, it's 3-1. I, I don't know if the Giants are going to be able to scratch against Bueller in the first five. Desclafani hasn't had a bad start all year. I, I sh- I'm shocked. I really thought this would be a three and a half. Well, what about that game against the Giants last weekend? Kevin DeBrunier. Kevin DeBrunier to score a goal. Yes, plus 210. So he's got to score a goal. Uh, and that's a 90-minute bet um, as well. He's got to score a goal in the first 90 minutes. And as Amal pointed out to me in the break, why it's a good, I think best players in big spots, but he takes all the penalty kicks for them. So if they should draw a penalty against Chelsea, he's going to be the one taking it. Yeah, it's only going to come down to two guys. Raheem Sterling missed one earlier this year. De Bruyne is the guy they're going to go to. And I'm with you, Mike. I think that's a great chance. And also remember, he takes all their set pieces, and he is one of the best in the world at that. So you got a great chance with De Bruyne to get on the score sheet. I was thinking the price would be like plus 180. So I saw 210. I took it. And then Islanders Bruins, that's tomorrow night, game one. First period under one and a half, minus 135. I'm all want to talk about some of the games on the Major League Baseball schedule tonight. NL East, a big matchup, a big series this weekend in New York as the Braves travel north to face the Mets. Ian Anderson goes for the Braves. He's 4 and 1, 2 8 2 ERA, whip 1 2. And Tyon Walker has had a good year for the Mets. They beat up on the, the they beat up on the Rockies. They got a two and a half game lead in the division. Walker's three and one in ERA even better than Anderson, 2.05 with a whip of .98. Here's the thing with Walker. 44 innings pitch, he's only given up one home run. Yeah, he's been outstanding. And I'll tell you what, at City Field, the long ball is a little bit of a challenge for hitters. Braves have been okay lately, 5-5 five and five in their last 10. But more importantly, can the Mets score some runs? Again, mm-hmm. we're seeing a 6.5 at City Field. To me, when you're seeing a 6.5, this should be a, a Max Fried versus a uh, Jacob deGrom. I, I don't like this 6.5, Mike. I would lean towards the over. The other thing is the Braves have had success against the Metropolitans. I expect this to be a competitive game. I wouldn't be surprised at all if the Braves pull this one out. Do you agree with the Mets now being favored to win the NL East despite their tr- trouble scoring runs? No, because we've only <laughs> played 49 games. The Braves, look, the one thing the Mets have going for them is this. They have 24 wins. The Braves have 24 wins, but they're five ahead in the loss column. So that's where you're seeing this number come from. But if Atlanta goes in there and takes three out of uh, three out of three, uh, sweeps them, then all of a sudden it changes the dynamic. This was a competitive division before the year. Atlanta was the slight favorite to win it. I still think Atlanta uh, over the Mets here. They have a two-and-a-half game lead on both the Phillies and the Braves. The Mets do. Uh, 
I agree with you. Six and a half. This is what the totals in the seven inning games were yesterday. Now it's a total in a nine inning game. But I think the Braves are too heavy at 155 tonight. Let's talk about the, the Baltimore Orioles who have lost 10 in a row and are traveling uh, to Chicago to face the White Sox. Keuchel going for the White Sox. He's three and one. Matt Harvey, three and five with an ERA over six and a whip over 1.5. Yes, it's a, it's a big price tonight. You're going to have to lay more than $2 with the White Sox. You talk about teams on long losing streaks, playing them on reverse run lines, get plus $4 tonight if you'd like to do that with the Orioles. Yeah, but the problem is we got Matt Lee Harvey Oswald on the mound. I don't want him. He's going to kill this. <laughs> He's going to kill the Orioles himself. Yeah. Uh, I, look, you can't back Harvey. You mentioned a whip over one and a half. Uh, a Keiko, I think it's a great game. Ground ball pitcher should have tremendous effect against this Orioles team. Uh, uh, to me, this is a play on the White Sox run line, Mike. I wouldn't, ta- I wouldn't just lay the number here. I think with Keiko, you lay the run and a half, especially against Matt Harvey. All right, coming up next, we're going to have via Skype VEASAN senior NBA analyst Jonathan Von Tobel on to discuss the NBA playoffs. I thought we had a great debate last Friday when he was on the show. Knicks, Hawks, you're firmly on the side of the Knicks for the series. He was firmly on the side of the Hawks. All of VEASAN kind of split on this series, right? A really interesting I, I just series. understand how the NBA operates. Well, <laughs> I'd like to discuss with them all and, and Jonathan when we come back if there's been anything that surprised him or has the series played out as they thought it would. And also Jonathan's thoughts on whether his Clippers can rebound and win this series against the Mavs. Up next on The Nuts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now wherever you listen. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that. See that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from 
crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Bet River Sportsbook app has a huge number of live streaming events every day. Bet River Sportsbook has great offers, including a $250 match bonus on your first deposit, and all bonuses are only one time playthrough. Amazing offers and great customer service makes Bet Rivers your hometown sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, playable in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania. See the Bet River Sportsbook app for details. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. In Indiana, call 1 800 9 with it. Or in Colorado, call 1 800 522 4700. Playable in New Jersey as Play Sugar House. With exclusive bets, daily specials, odds boost, and the largest offer of live in-play options, BetRivers Sportsbook is the industry leader when it comes to online sports betting. And to make your experience even more rewarding, BetRivers offers the most live streams of major sports, instant payouts, and only one-time playthrough. BetRivers, your hometown sportsbook. Offer valid in Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Virginia, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. Available at PlaySugarHouse.com in New Jersey. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Indiana, 109 with it. Colorado, 1-800-522-4700. Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. Virginia, 1-888-532-3500. In Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Welcome back to the Nuts. I'm Mike Palm. He's Amal Shaw. And we have joining us via Skype, Jonathan Von Tobel, former host of the Edge Morning News and Night. Of course, now he's a VEASAN senior NBA analyst and joins us on Fridays on the Nuts to discuss the NBA playoffs. Good morning, Jonathan. What's going on, guys? You know, I get to flex the hosting muscles, filling in for Gil on a numbers game. So I am, I feel like I'm very ready to go. My vocabulary is up to date. What do you got for me? I'll join you on Monday in studio at South Point at 8 a.m. Pacific, Jonathan. I'm what, excited. For why that. did you already ruin his weekend? No, no. They, they he, what do you mean ruin his weekend? They asked me. I didn't ask to go on. I, I don't are, know. He, he asked for it, but okay, go maybe ahead. Maybe Jason Kahn came yeah. up with that plan. Uh, Jonathan, you and them all were on opposite sides. Uh, Knicks, Hawks. Prior to the series, they split in New York. Knicks rallied from a 13-point halftime deficit. Series shifts to Atlanta tonight. Hawks four-and-a-half-point favorite. Anything surprising about how this series has played out so far for you? And are you willing to lay four-and-a-half? I thought it was a bit of a steep price tonight. Yeah, you know, I, I agreed with the market move, Mike. Like like the, the three-and-a-half at the open and laying that, I would be down with that. Now they're up a full point, you know, in a, in a playoff series, it's relatively tough to lose that kind of value. Uh, but I would say, you know, what surprised me I think it's twofold, right? I think it's the level of play from the New York Knicks bench. You know, in the in game one, you get a career day from Alec Burks, who can't miss a single shot uh, for the most part that keeps them in it. I know they eventually lose that game. And the fact that Derrick Rose is playing like 40 minutes a game uh, is absolutely ridiculous. And I think that's kind of surprising. But I also wonder if that's sustainable, right? You know, the Knicks were the 24th best team in terms of efficiency this year on offense for a reason. You know, they don't have many valves offensively in terms of shot creation and offensive efficiency outside of Randall and outside of Derrick Rose and maybe a hot night from Bullock or R.J. Barrett. And so I think if you're New York, 
Now, like my assessment after the first two games at least was you got to be a little worried about the offensive output just considering that the way you're turning it out hasn't been too efficient. And as far as Atlanta goes, you know, you're in a much favorable spot. I think we, like the collective, we tend to forget how important it is to take a home court or a road game, right, in a series like this, you know, thrusting home court back in your venue. Now you get the Atlanta Hawks who are coming back home, split those two games. The role players you would assume are going to play a little bit better, right? Danilo Gallinari is not going to shoot what he did from the floor, you would think, at home as opposed to what he was doing in New York to the first two games. They still don't have an answer for Trey Young through two games, despite the fact that they just had a nine-point win and they have been very good defensively. Trey Young's still plus five in his minutes on the floor in this series. There is a gap between the starters for Atlanta and the starters for the Knicks. So I still think I'm relatively confident. You know what I mean? I, I, look, I thought it was going to be a six-game series. I thought it was going to be a very tough six-game series. You know, So I, I think they're just kind of along the path that I expected them to be at this point. JVT, I want to go to the odds on players to win uh, finals MVP. And the reason I bring this up, a couple of players' odds, I believe, are going to change over the weekend. Right now, LeBron the favorite at 3.5 to 1, KD 4.5 to 1, Giannis 5 to 1, Embiid 7 to 1, Harden 8 to 1. But the two that stand out to Mike and I, Anthony Davis at 18 to 1, and Kawhi Leonard 22 to 1. I still believe, I don't know if you're still a believer, I think the Clippers still find a way to get past the Mavericks, have a chance to win the West. Don't you think that's tremendous value on this Clippers team? Because if they get to the finals, it's going to be Kawhi that wins this trophy for them, and that's the only way they're going to win the title. I think when you're getting a player of his caliber at those numbers, you've got to take a shot. If Dallas, I'm sorry, if the Clippers win tonight, those odds are probably going to be 14 to 1 tomorrow. Yeah, I think that's right, Amal, in terms of like the way you attack it, too. And, you know, I was talking about this the other day with Danny Burke over in Chicago on his program, Rush Hour, where if for you as a better two, you can find a different tact in terms of offsetting some of these short prices that are now in a lot of these teams. And instead of taking a short price on a team to win an NBA Finals, you can select a Kawhi Leonard at that kind of a price to win Finals MVP, and you'd be sitting a little bit better, right? Because they're really, in most universes, if the Clippers do get to the Finals and they do win the, you know, the Finals, there's not many times where you're simulating that and Kawhi Leonard's not the MVP, right? And I think it's generally the same thing with, you know, Anthony Davis, LeBron James, and the Lakers. Like, I find it hard to find many scenarios in which LeBron James so ball dominant, their power forward, you know, their point forward, their offense falls off when he's not on the floor. I find it somewhat hard to look at the Lakers and, and, and see a simulation in which LeBron James and the Lakers win the finals, but he doesn't win finals MVP. Like, that's just always so tough because you have these voters who, let's face it, they're a little lazy when it comes to voting for these awards. Like, they don't really care. They'll just go for the best player and kind of move on from there. And I think that would be relatively tough. But I would totally agree with the sentiment with, like, a Kawhi Leonard. Paul George isn't going to win MVP, and then you can take your pick of guys who aren't going to win MVP for the Clippers if they're going to win the NBA final. Talking with Jonathan Von Tobel at me, JVT, on Twitter, uh, and our senior analyst for VEASAN on the NBA. He's hosting a numbers game for Gill last week, uh, this week, and next week. Jonathan, let's talk about that Clippers. You like them coming out of the West. Um, what's the better play strategically here? Do you lay two, two and a half tonight in Dallas, or would you take plus 225, the adjusted series price? So it is tough. I, I think realistically, Mike, you know, when you're coming talking about these series prices, you generally want more on these underdogs when you're looking across the board, right? You know, I, I, one of the examples I used this morning was like Phoenix, for example. Think about the scenario that Phoenix is in. You're really only getting five to one in that range on Phoenix to win that series, given everything that's happening with that team. You're generally not getting the value that you should on the underdog to win those series. So I would say I would detect this from a game to game basis, right? If you believe that the Clippers are going to win this series, you can roll these things over. You can bet them on a night to night basis. Like that's the, the, the approach that I would take with the Clippers if they're going to come back in this series. And tonight, too, look, 
Game two, I thought, was a great spot. It, you know, and if you through the first two games, guys, it's actually pretty crazy if you look. The Clippers have the sixth best offensive rating in the postseason. Their offensive rating is well over 120. They're shooting the ball relatively well, bounced back in a big way in game two. It's just that the Mavericks are shooting an ungodly percentage from beyond the arc. Tim Hardaway Jr. shooting 60%. This team is shooting over 50% as a, as a unit. Like, those are numbers that are going to regress. So I do think that they're in a very solid spot here today. And I still think that's worth looking at laying two and a half points. The shooting has been solid. This team still has the personnel defensively. We'll see if Ty Lue's going to get his head out of his, you know, and start, you know, stop putting Zubac on there and lazily switching him on to Luka Doncic and making some adjustments. But the personnel is there. The spot is there. So I do think they're live today to lay that two and a half, and I feel comfortable doing so. But as far as the series goes, I'd rather approach it on a game-to-game basis. You're not really getting what you should be given the situation down 0-2 and now on the road for game three and four. Let me ask you about another series in the West that maybe you are on the dog. Uh, pre-series, Denver, the sixth seed, was a dollar forty favorite over. Uh, I'm sorry, Portland, the sixth seed, was a dollar forty favorite over Denver uh, as the three seed. We're on serve. It's two one Nuggets with Game Four in Portland, and you can get plus one sixty on the Trailblazers to win the series. Is that the appropriate value? So my, I don't believe so, Mike. My my problem with the, with Portland is we can talk about this all the time. I talk about this all the time with Portland. You look at their offensive numbers through these first three games, right? They actually have one of the best offensive ratings in the postseason at this point, but a net rating that is still a negative, I think, five or six at this point right now because of how poorly they play defensively. And, you know, I was on at your shop. You know, you guys had them at plus 112. I think you closed a little bit higher than that, like plus 120 on the series price. Denver has consistently been the be- one of the best offensive teams in the league, and they have been able to exploit Portland throughout this entire series. If we're talking about net rating right now in the postseason, Portland's still getting outscored by Denver by five points every 100 possessions, despite the fact that they're scoring 122.8. That's how bad their defense has been. They have no answer for Jokic once Nurkic is off the floor. You know, they had a, in, in 19 possessions last time out. They outscored them by 30 points. Like, that's insane in terms of the efficiency that this team is actually putting out there in terms of, taking advantage of Portland without Nurkic out there. And they have no answers outside of that, right? You could throw out Enos Cantor, he gets destroyed. You can go somewhat small with Rondé Hollis-Jefferson. I just don't like what Portland brings to the table from a defensive standpoint. And it's ironic because, you know, the slight on the league is defense doesn't matter. Well, it does. It, it does when it comes to the postseason. Denver is slightly better defensively. They are on par with them offensively. It's just where they generate their offense from. So I would say I would say no, not at this point. I think if you're going to attack this, I mean, you, you sit back and you can either, one, go game to game, or two, expect them to hold serve and see if maybe you win this game four, you go back to Denver, and you're going to put yourself in a tough spot. But I just I want a little bit more on that plus price because of the way that they have been playing defensively. By far, one of the worst defensive teams in this postseason. And, and that's going to be an issue for them to win this series against a team that has the front court that Denver does. JVT, tomorrow, Utah on the road in Memphis at FedEx Forum. Memphis has done a nice job in this series so far, splitting in Salt yep. Lake City. Now they're catching five at home. I think the Jazz win this series, but I feel like this is going to be a much more competitive 1-8 matchup than most that we generally see. Do you like them to cover here? I actually said I think Utah comes out and plays well in this game. I would look at Memphis game four, but I like the Jazz in game three here. Yeah, I would agree with the sentiment for game three, Amal, because, look, here's the thing. One of the things that Memphis has quietly done, and I brought this up to you guys before, right? When you look at their coaching staff, it stems from Milwaukee, right? The bud line of coaching, right? That tree. And you can see the, the fingerprints on the defense, right? Prioritizing rim defense, but giving up those perimeter shots. And game two 
was that, like right in a single game. Utah just blitzed them from beyond the arc. And you knew that in game one when they were shooting under 30% that that wasn't going to hold itself because this is a Memphis team that gives up looks from three-point range that allows you to shoot a relatively high percentage from three-point range, much like the Milwaukee Bucks do. And sure enough, what happened? Yes, they had a solid offensive game. You know, as a team that has some mid-range shoring, you can take advantage of Rudy Gobert in space, but it's not a good three-point shooting team, and you're not going to be able to keep up with Utah. And Utah blitzed them in that game. And sure, Memphis came back. It was tight a little bit in the third quarter, but late in that game and in the fourth quarter, the Jazz pulled away because they have so much more offensive weapons than they do. They're such a better three-point shooting team than the Memphis Grizzlies. So in, in these games in which Utah is going to win, I, I think they're going to win big, and they're going to win in a big way because of the shooting and the gap between those two teams offensively and the issues that Memphis has defensively. KVT, we want to thank you for taking the time. We look forward to seeing you not only on your podcast, The Hardwood Handicappers, but all next week on Gill's show. That's a numbers game. Airs 7-9 in the West, uh, 10 to noon in the East. Thank you. Thanks a lot, guys. Appreciate it, Michael. Talk to you on Monday. Absolutely. You. Looking forward to it. I like what he said about uh, the comparison between the Milwaukee staff and then coming down there with the Memphis staff here. I think this should be interesting in terms of how this game plays out. I want to leave the folks with this thought, Amal. If BGK wins tonight, they will go and face Colorado. Game one will be 5 o'clock Pacific Sunday. I think this is a tremendous betting opportunity to take Colorado. I'd lay up to 140 on the series. I think the price is going to be around that. Matt Humans told me he thought it'd be 150. Derek says he thinks it's going to be 120. Your thoughts? 145, Colorado Avalanche in five. Yeah, I think it's a great spot. Enjoy your weekend out there, folks. We've got Champions League. We've got Game 7 tonight. And stay tuned to VEASAN. Up next, betting across America. Three six five. We don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play—from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field, whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet Three Six Five. Twenty-one plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call one eight hundred Gambler. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.